Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of It's Worth Living. We would like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. We know that It's Worth Living would not be possible without um, all of you listeners. And to, to our new listeners that are just tuning in, we just like to welcome you. Um, we hope that um, with any and all, every episode that you listen to, that um, if there's anything that is within you um, that you feel um, there's a void, we hope that the words that um, we share um, may give you or help you um, and give you support in areas that you feel um, you need it. Um, for the month of January, as uh, if you all remember, our goal was to discuss um, New Year's resolutions, New Year's promises. Mm -hmm. And for the month of um, January, we had uh, different guests coming on to share what the new year is like for them. And so to wrap up uh, this last episode for the month of January, we have our special guest. Um, she's not new to the show. Um, she was with us um, on um, on our podcast a few years ago um, during Mother's Day, and um, it was an awesome episode. So if you had if you hadn't had a chance to to listen, please uh, to get uh, take, just take take the uh, the time to listen to what she had to share. But we're grateful that she's back on to share some um, um, words of encouragement um, to enlighten us. It is always uh, for me, whether we're on, you know, on the podcast or off the podcast, our guest, she's always been um, a joy to me to speak with. Um, her spirit is um, always one that brings hope, that brings life. Um, and I'm grateful um, to call her a friend. And um, our guest today is um, Miss Candice, Mrs. Candice Richmond. Uh, as I shared before, uh, she's not only a friend on the show, but also a friend off. And so we're so grateful that she's on here just to share a little bit. And so our topic this uh, uh, for this podcast is entitled um, Words Have Power. Words Have Power. And so Candice, thank you for joining us. And so we just want to hear from you um, before we begin. How have you been? How are things going? Um, thank y'all for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, things for me have been going well. I've mm -hmm. been um, mothering, businessing, um, typical, you know, things that uh, you're raised to do. <laughs> um so that's what's that's what's been going on for me thank you for asking yeah welcome to adulting right right that's what it's all about welcome, welcome to adulting the uh state side you know uh earth side <laughs> western side <laughs> all sides all sides all Did sides you all sides now the the title itself, Words Have Power, is, is such a packed uh, topic, and we know we could talk about it forever. But mm -hmm. when, that, when we say words have power, what comes to mind? What exactly brings you to this um, you know, set mindset as far as um, you know, this new year? Uh, 
this new year um you know through well for me um of course you know being a a believer in Christ, a follower of the most high God. I mean, even just sitting here uh talking 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 to you all about it now, um, it's just a, a reminder that, you know, life and death lies in the power of the tongue. And I was just listening mm-hmm. to a sermon by Dr. Miles Monroe, my absolute um favorite mm-hmm. teacher of the gospel, because well, him and Dr. Tony Evans. And I was listening and he was saying something so, you know, true. And as soon as he said it, I got it. You know, he said that um, the meanings of the words aren't in the words, they're in people. Mm -hmm. And words have such power because they're up for interpretation. You know, and interpretation is based on um, your upbringing, your lifestyle, your experiences, the culture, the times that you're in, um, so many, the language that you speak, you know, words are are an evolution. Mm-hmm. And so when you hear the phrase words have power, you know, they, they absolutely do um, because people decide what words mean Mm -hmm. and you know uh some time ago the spirit revealed to me that you know growing up you would hear people say oh you're not supposed to say curse words you know you're not supposed to cuss and use um vulgar and or derogatory language but you know as I matured in my you know walk with the Lord and even my own poor choice of words whether it was using a direct pinpointed derogatory word you know what i'm saying we all know what those words are mm-hmm. or whether you were just saying something out of malice of the heart out of something ill intent i mean that's a curse too you know what i'm saying calling someone stupid or i hope you and then there's a negative attachment behind it or thinking thoughts that aren't positive and kind, you know, in the eyes of, 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 of Christ, of God, you've, you've already done it, you know, and, Mm -hmm. you know, taking it a step further with words have power. Like the more you think something, the more in your mind and in your heart, the more you're, um, begin to program yourself to uh, say it and do it. And so in the new year, I'm really trying to be super mindful and in just full transparency. I've already slipped up twice today where I I cursed, you know, because I was just so overwhelmed. I'm so tired. I'm exhausted. I haven't been getting a lot of sleep and I've gotten really frustrated and I, you know, I curse and it's something that I've been really, really work on. I don't curse a lot, but I um, rarely I do, but I've recognized within myself that there's certain elements where the cauldron is stirred just right. Mm-hmm. And because I'm working on those things, it uses, I use poor language to express poor emotion. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like I use unhealthy language because I'm feeling in an unhealthy space. And, um, and it's usually just something quick before I can even catch it like it just comes out um mm. and it's like crud and then I have to like assess and, and and repent and you know possibly apologize 
Um, and so for this year to answer the question long-windedly, but in totality, um, and this year, I really want to work on the things that lead me to express myself in such a low-hanging fruit way at times. Um, mm. Because I personally believe outside of the word saying, you know, fresh water and salt water can't flow from the same stream. You know, you can't, you can't, you know, have the same tongue and praise the Lord and curse. And that's very difficult to do, you know, for mm. someone who was for myself and a lot of people who was raised in an environment where, honey, my folks cussed. I mean, <laughs> they cussed you to the core of the earth. You know what I'm saying? Like they cussed mm. you to the floor like and, and it was poetic you know what I'm saying like stringing all types of words together and you knew what they were saying and I don't know if you've all seen those things that float across social media where it's just you know it's just letters but you know what stands for you know what it stands for you know and it's just like sometimes I think to myself dang like how is it that I've been so programmed or we've been so programmed as a culture, as a society, as society, especially in our, you know, I know you all are from a different culture, a Haitian culture, but even the same spirit of trauma and derogatory to where we from different upbringings and different backgrounds can look at a phrase of just letters and know that what those things mean and out of 10 of those letters four or five of them are curse words or derogatory words and I said all that to say so that this year I am really leaning in to allowing myself to have a space to where I can decompress and let those emotions flow out of me and that way I'm not choosing unhealthy language when I'm feeling an unhealthy emotion because I truly believe that cursing and I'm just speaking, even if you're speaking, you know, negatively about someone or to someone or something or even yourself, but if we're just sticking to the pinpointed words of S, B, S, you know, those things, I believe that it's 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 really uneducated language and it is it's it's filler language because as you mature as you mature in the spirit of god as you mature in the son of god and you change your environment your network your way of thinking you should be able to now have language that is healthier more robust and that can pinpoint exactly how you feel or what you're trying to communicate because again words have power and the f word can mean all kinds of things based on how you say it you know what i'm saying the b word can mean all kinds of things based on how you say it versus someone saying you know what ensign i'm really frustrated that blah 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 or you know what pete i'm very excited that you know what I'm saying so that's what I'm working on this year is removing the hurdles that 
that trigger me from habits to use certain types of words. And I hope all of that flowed together of what I was trying to say. <laughs> no, it, it really did. It, it, it always does, you know. Um, it's funny you mentioned that uh, learning um, just the importance of communicating and the words that come out of our mouths. And um, uh, there was a football player. He was on a, um, I guess he was on a show and he talked about words and his name is Dustin Bryant. He plays for the Cowboys. And remember uh, he mentioned um, growing up, it, you know, it seemed as if growing up, the words that he heard were so toxic. That's all he knew. And so he kept, he mentioned how it's so important not to yell at children. You know, right. how do you expect them to sleep well at night mm -hmm. if, if you know, you're yelling at them? Um, right. The only way that they listen is by yelling, by negative, toxic um, words. And, and to them, you know, if, if you don't know it, if you don't know better, you are, in your mind, you think this is how everyone should be. Mm -hmm. um, even at school, it's so funny. Even at school, um, I was speaking to um, the safety resource officer. And he said, you know, when you speak to some of our students, especially, our, you know, some of our uh, melanated children, if you speak to them like this, hey, Candace, you know, it's time to go to class. You want to be late? They look at you like, who the are you talking to? He said, the only way they listen, I said, mother, you need to get to. And they're like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so, like you said, they've been um, 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 conformed into believing that this is the only way that they um, can respond in, quote, unquote, a positive manner. Or only, the only way to listen is if I'm yelled at. Is if I'm talked to in a negative way, and it goes back to words have power, right? Mm -hmm. um, for many, if all you've heard all your life is you're a dummy, you won't be anything. You're stupid. If we come around and we tell that one student you're bright, you can be anything that you want to be. It's foreign to them. That's almost like a curse word. Like who are you talking to? It's a thing. You're not talking to me, and so it is so important. Um, and that's why, and I'm glad that you mentioned just doing the work. And I think all of us, I know I, I have work to do, um, but it's just understanding the importance of how we need to, because we know better, we do better, or we're trying to do better. Right. It's so important that we we pour into our children, into other children, um, because they're the next generation that's coming up. And if they don't see um, the difference if they don't understand if this if, if all they know is negativity and 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 if something positive does come out if someone else does pour into them they don't know the difference they see it as negative um then we have a work to do but um it is important that we pour first and foremost we have to understand um why words have power and what words to utilize when sharing with others um because you just never know how you, that one day you see someone um, and they've never heard anything good about themselves. And because you said it, how much of a difference it can make. This conversation is such a, right. it, it brings mm -hmm. a lot of memories because I've had this type of conversation with a lot of people. 
mm-hmm. whether it's just um why do people curse why do they feel like they have to why does how does it feel because a lot of people who have cursed a lot say oh it's because it makes them feel better because they really express but i've expressed myself i mean i, I was never the cursing type because it like even like i i know the word even if i say it in my head it feels it feels awkward so if you're not used to saying it, it you know it's definitely different so now the thing is for me I've always wondered why, because we have synonyms, you know, we, we can use this word and that word, but so why is it that some people, if they say the F word after they stump their toe, they feel better? I don't get it. <laughs> and we know why people scream, but why that is that word the first word that would come up? Uh, and a lot of other people would say, would say, okay, yeah, it's just an, a way of expressing yourself. So or for people to know that you mean business, and I've meant business, I've, I've expressed myself in so many ways. But either way, the one thing that stayed in my head and the one thing as far as, uh, as soon as you talk about cursing, the one thing that came to my mind is something my undergrad professor said, um, uh, Dr. Bothwell. He said that, but of course a lot of people have uh, along the way, when I repeated, a lot of people would try to defend it in different ways, but he said uh, cursing is, it just means a lack of vocabulary. And in some instances, I, I believe it. In other instances, I know people just want to say Because I I had a student in college. Uh, the, uh, it was a college student who wrote a paper and said a lot of curse words in it. And I asked him why. He said, well, he didn't know the other word. So, so he didn't know the proper word to use, so he used that as a filler. And it's interesting how we, we talk to people and they would just use these words, but we don't realize it's because they might not necessarily know the proper way to say it or another way to say it. So they just use that as a filler. Just like the word get. I used to take points off of students who use get and everything. I just got there. I just get this. There's Use the regular word. Even kids, when they speak like that, though, I try to get them. But I think people get desensitized and they get so used to something and they don't really realize they're doing saying it. And and I think that's where the power lies because that word that you don't even realize that you're saying it until somebody pointed out that you said it made a bigger influence on everybody else around you than you. And now it becomes that thing that people just, you know, they, they just don't associate with what, uh, how they're really expressing themselves other than just a word. I always take, like I take um, pride in some of the things I say just because I feel like, okay, if I'm going to say it, and I want it to mean something. I want people to know it came from me. Yeah. If I'm going to say the F word, that's the same thing that's going to happen. They're going to go, oh, yeah. If any of my friends could tell you, even if some of them who do curse, they, they, they will tell you please. I just never find a use for it. But a lot of people do. But like you said, if somebody feels that, okay, this is something that probably should reduce in their lives, you have your children around you all the time, you have this, you have that. And if you have to change your language when you're walking in a, in a business office, something is wrong. You probably should start thinking about the power that word has over you versus the influence you're going to be making around uh, with to, uh, other people that are around you. I mean, I agree. I, you know, for me, I grew up in a very hostile language environment. I grew up where 
that type of talk was just that type of talk. Mm -hmm. Everybody cursed. My grandmother, Mm -hmm. my mama, you know, my aunts, my uncles, like the music, you know, the TV shows. And it was, it's just something that was just woven into the fabric of, you Mm -hmm. know, society. And as you start to understand how you understand language by word association to a thing you know what i'm saying you see you know someone as a child is learning language you know they pick up a bowl and say Mm -hmm. do you want your bowl you know what i'm saying and then Mm -hmm. your brain starts to attach you know what i'm saying this word Mm -hmm. associates with that Mm -hmm. well it's the same thing i believe in emotional health Mm-hmm. You know, um, people aren't taught to have emotional, healthy language yeah. and they're not giving language for being frustrated. They're not giving language for being sad. They're not being like, they're not giving language for being hurt. They're not given language for being angry. They're not being given language for feeling um, stifled or and or suffocated or whatever. They're not given language. What they're giving is just, you know, because most people, not most, so a lot of people in my experience that are raising their children they are given language and or exposing their children to language that is just fluff and filler language. And it's not cultivating a whole person and therefore kids grow up to be a, a, adults and they don't have the vernacular or the vocabulary to express themselves. So not only do you start to deal with, you know, a bottom tier uh vocabulary but now you're dealing with a a a a poor vocabulary and a poor response you know what Mm. i'm saying so now you're dealing with a poor vocabulary and how you respond to now being hurt how you now respond to being angry how you now respond to these feelings because you're not giving you're not you haven't been giving any thing to help bring you out of that Mm -hmm. and so for myself I've had to do a lot of work and it's a, it, it becomes this, you know, hodgepodge of things to work on. Right. And it's just like, you don't like, I always knew that I didn't like cursing like that, but it's just hard to stop. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just hard to stop. Like, yeah, some people can smoke and just wake up one day and said, okay, I'm done with this. Like I'm not smoking anymore. And they can just quit cold Turkey. Mm-hmm. Uh, some, the average person has to go through a process. You know what I'm saying? They gotta, they gotta, you know, instead of smoking two packs a day, they gotta start taking it down to two, you know, a pack and a half, and then finally one pack, and then finally a half pack, and then finally a pack, and then they're wearing a patch. Now they're chewing gum. You know what I'm saying? They gotta change. It's not good enough just to say, I'm gonna stop. You also have to change your environment. It's something that I read in the book Atomic Habits. So even when you talk about a socioeconomic thing, it's like it's easy for people to look at people from a certain race a certain demographic and say well why don't they just move well you can't just move you know what i'm saying well why don't they why do they hang out with the people that they hang out with because they're still in the environment you know there was a study done and i learned this in atomic habits that when uh when gentlemen came back from the war they looked at gentlemen who 
went back to who were addicted to opioids um, when they were over in another country fighting the war versus when they came back and they were able to resettle and rehome themselves back into a healthy, well-to-do society. They were able to um, kick the habit versus another demographic that went back to the same neighborhood with people that were doing the same things, they weren't able to kick their habits. And so when these things become indoctrinated into the fabric of who you are, they just show up at the most inopportune times based on a familiarity, a familiarity in the mind that triggers something. So it's like, I don't want to curse. I try not to, to your, to your, um statement like having to you're monitoring when you go into a certain space mm-hmm. and you have to monitor your language but when you're kicking it at home with the homies when mm-hmm. you you know in your relaxed time you're free to use your language unless we not forget but let's say you own your job and somebody piss you off the right way you exactly. know what I mean? now you going back in your bag and mm-hmm. you pulling out your usual you know mm-hmm. now they everything but a child of god now you you know what i'm saying throwing them up top and, and letting them hit the bottom hard and so i said all that to say is that for me it is a constant self-awareness and it's just like my my daughter does not know she came home one day and was like i know what the f word means <laughs> I said, well, what does it mean? I don't want to say it. We'll say it because I want to know what you know. Uh, I don't know what the F word means, but I just know it means something bad. Mm. And I, she said, well, can you tell me? And I said, well, in this house, the F word means faith, family, and friends. Mm. I said, but there is an F word out there that is not a nice word. And I said, and um, it God doesn't want you to say that word. Mommy and daddy don't want you to say that word. I said, so yes, you're correct. There are words out there that are very, very bad words. And you shouldn't be saying that words. I said, but so is calling a friend stupid. Or so is saying, you know, um, your brother is such and such. Like those aren't like, it's about the heart. It's about the intent. And I think if people focused more on the heart of the matter and the intent behind it and really spent more time developing their own and positioning their own emotional health. And Edson knows this about me. I am a big believer and okay yeah your mom and your dad got it great that sucked right like they did what they could praise god for what they could do but even in the event you're you left that upbringing feeling empty it is your responsibility once you become self-aware of what you're lacking in my opinion to go out there and I'll first say, you know, fall at the foot of Christ and ask the most high God to cover you and fill in the gaps and, and, and point you in the direction of resources and resources are people, resources are books, resources are things like you all are doing like podcasts, resources are, you know, building healthy relationships with other people that you would like to trade spaces with them in this particular area of your life, meaning that, you know, they may 
they represent something about themselves that you want to take on and therefore associating with them and being around them, whatever they're possessing that you want to change in your life in a positive way will now rub off, rub off on you. And I believe that that is how you move into the space of A, changing yourself and then B, I mean, but that's what the Bible talks about that. Like you change yourself and then everything around you is forced to change. It has mm -hmm. to change you know and language is so intimate and it's so personal you know um because that's how god speaks to us he speaks to us through you know th through language and if you're in being that he is good holy pure and and all things wonderful at the same time when you are filled with um negative thoughts if you are filled with things that is just dirt and smudge then it's difficult for you know you to be in communion because your thoughts are not his thoughts because he don't think like that like that's not that's not how he thinks and he wants us to replace our thoughts with his thoughts and that's why having an intimate and I always say starting with the Lord and then allowing him to fill in those gaps and leading you to those resources to help you earth side with the things that you need to work on i know that was a long answer but i hope that was clear <laughs> it, it was you know i i was going to take it a, a notch further too and i appreciate you sharing that because i think with everything that you shared it didn't just it doesn't just um begin or end with words it's our behaviors our actions everyone has that thing that um they sort of lean on. It's almost like your comfort zone. Every time, you know, you were like, okay, I want to try this. When you realize that your back is against the wall um, or you're frustrated or you feel um, um, let down, you go back to that comfort zone that you feel most comfortable with, whether it's cursing, um, what we know, whether it's eating, whatever it is, smoking, whatever it is, whatever that, yep. whatever that eating a bag of chips, yep. uh, whatever that habit is, habits. Yep, it's a habit. And so, even with so, even with words, words having power, I think for all of our listeners to listening, it's important to give your yourself the time if you're realizing for this year that you would like to make some changes in your life because you, not anyone else, but you realizing that, hey, the life that I'm living or the things that I'm doing have not been helpful for the past years. And you're realizing for the first time in your life that um, there's, some, there's some things that I would like to do differently. Keep in mind that, you know, as they say, Rome wasn't built in a day. You have to give yourself time. One, you definitely have to, um, 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 seek um, a higher power. You have to seek God. You have to look for um, or understand even what am I doing? Where am I? What's my purpose? Why am I here? And 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 being able to um, and this is what I believe: writing down, you know, visualizing and writing down the things that you think has been an issue or concern for you or you've heard. Um, and, and after writing it down, of course, with prayer, which you have to come to a place um, and understanding that, you know what, um, I want to change, but I don't want to just change for myself, but I want to change for the betterment of 
of my community, for the betterment of other people around me, because I want to make a difference. Change isn't just for you, but change is to help make a difference mm-hmm. in the lives of other people. You know, mm-hmm. and 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 I think that um, it's for everyone as we go on, and 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 we're blessed to see another day. We're blessed to see another hour, another second. Um, our role is to um, be better than what we were the day before or the hour before. And don't get me wrong, we're going to make mistakes along the way. We can't be too hard on ourselves when we make mistakes. And I'm not saying that we should live and say, oh, I made a mistake. It's okay. I'll do it again. But we should be intentional in realizing that, you know what? I know that I made a mistake, but I'm going to learn from that mistake. And even in learning, one to figure out why, how did I, why did I, how did I get into this situation? What happened? What caused me to fall? What caused me to say this? What caused me to do this? And what can I do differently so I don't fall back into that same bad habit that I'm trying to make, that I'm trying to change? Right. Um, and so I think it's also important to also have that support, you know, um, individuals that you have in your corner that's going to encourage you. They don't necessarily need to tell you what to do but they're just here to listen. They're here to give you words of encouragement. And if you need counsel, um, that they'll be, um, you'll be you know, ready to listen, but also um, receiving counsel from, from individuals that want to see you do well, that are also wise and are, are not um, leaning into their own understanding, but leaning towards Christ and listen right. to what he has to say. Uh, just in addition, before we you know wrap up, because I know we're getting uh, ready. <laughs> just um, to be continued. We need a part two. <laughs> I know. I, I just want to add this thing. I know a lot of audience members probably listening and say, you know what? I don't curse. I don't this. I don't that. But then the response to something that either hurtful or you know something like they is probably as bad or worse. Like for example, uh, one of my good friends. Uh, he had he had received a bad news one day about his mother, and he was very upset. He doesn't curse. He doesn't say anything, but he punched a hole in the wall. Mm. That was his response. Now, at what point do we say that's okay because, you know, that was a bad news? The thing is, a lot of us use excuses for some of the things, for the way we respond about things, because since we got a bad news, all of a sudden, it's okay to have behave or said certain things. Our mm. body language, our physical interaction with other people is also a form of response and how we're telling people facial expressions what we t- what we say when somebody says something in my field i had to really learn the whole uh, uh, poker face because there's certain things you hear from a patient or a client you like it, it might sound very different to you, but you have to maintain your composure <laughs> to help this person otherwise you're gonna make this person worse than you you started right so yeah. right the thing is, the way we respond to things, sometimes we try to use excuses. But if you're one of those people, our audience members, if you're one of those people, look, see how you respond to things. Is it something that you would be okay with your kids using? Is it something that would be all right with you if somebody used it towards you? And then try to see what you can do to fix that. Because with this new year, if we're not com- becoming a new, uh, if we're not com- becoming a new person, we're not bettering ourselves using the power of words to really influence other people and help other people, we're fooling ourselves if we're saying that we're making any difference. I agree. And I would just like to piggyback and say, like, to the to those that are listening, like, how do you grow 
and evolve in a positive upward way, even if your circumstances stay the same. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's really important. You know, it's just like, you know, the saying bloom where you're planted is real. And as I mature in my womanhood and in my relationship with the Lord, you know, I realize that, hey, it's like, it don't matter what's happening. And, you know, and I only curse full transparency. I do not curse throughout the day. Un unfortunately, I only curse when I'm very upset with my husband. Mm -hmm. That's the only time that I curse. And I, I, for a long time, would say, oh, he's doing this and he's doing this. And one thing that I've learned in my own therapy is that of course, the saying is very true. Like no one is responsible for how you feel, mm -hmm. you know, responsible for how you then decide to express those feelings. Mm -hmm. But people can be responsible for stimulating a negative emotion in you. Mm -hmm. But at that point, once the negative, so that's where I am. It's like, I, I, mm -hmm. I, the, 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 the emotion gets stimulated. Mm -hmm. And now I'm trying to figure out because the stimulus is strong, baby. It's that first hit every time because it's 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 a pain point based on my upbringing that I have for some reason I'm still the sharks are still swarming in the water in this in this arena for me and I'm trying to figure out how do I um and I've come a long way, glory to the to the one who sits on the throne. I've come a long, long way. So I give myself grace and a pat on the back and a very, very soft hug for that. But every now and again, that stimulus will kick up. And for me, it's when I'm really, really exhausted. It's when I've had a really, really long day with possibly my kids and like everything is just kind of like piling on me and I'm looking for some reprieve and then my husband comes home and it's like instead of me getting that reprieve I'm still on you know and for a woman I can't speak for a man but for a woman it's really really important for her to um women need that emotional support man like they need that and I'm not saying that I'm not getting that but children have a way of um getting everything you know what I'm saying like mm -hmm. making everything rushed and overstimulated and that's another thing in this country we're not taught to see the beauty of children for being children you know what I'm saying and, and we we expect children to do and be and say and behave in a way that goes against them being four five six and you know what I'm saying and then you grow up and now you're hit with the, oh, you got to have kids, you got to have a family, but nobody has shown you how to be patient, how to be loving, how to be kind. And so all of these things that were, that were blanketed upon you based on your upbringing, now they become they just come out like word vomit and it's like a volcano erupting. And it's like, now you're trying to not damage your kids while trying to fix yourself and trying to, you know, not lose it in your marriage. And so I said all that stuff relating back to me. That is the only time that I use and, we're, and I'm keeping on topic of using those kinds of words. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so that's the only time that I use it. And it's not something that I'm proud of, but it's also not something that I'm ashamed of because God will appreciate my testimony. That's why I'm here. And it's something that I'm working through. Um, with that being said, though, I think that it's it's important and what I'm learning for myself and what I'm working on with myself and what I'm in constant prayer for and believing God to you know, take this off of me is that how do I remain righteous even in my discomfort, even if the situation isn't changing because it should always be change me, Lord, you know, let me, you know what I'm saying? See, respond, think, hear, do something different. And it's working for me a hundred percent. I just need to, um, make sure that my eyes are dotted and my T's are crossed. And for me, that looks like, okay, if I go to my husband and I express to him that I'm, ex- that I'm exhausted and I'm tired and I just need some time to decompress, like making sure that we're on the same page, because I know if that doesn't happen for me, I'm liable to be like, God dang it. You know what I'm saying? Or, <laughs> say the S word or something and it's like now I it's not his fault and I can't blame him but what it but what it does for me is make me feel like well I've come to you and I've expressed this to you as my spouse it is your responsibility to help me meet my goal of x y and z so that I can stay on point in my walk in my ministry with the Lord and so that I can or have a conversation with me and say hey if you could just give me 10 minutes you know what I'm saying I can let you you know take that take that break and so I challenge everyone to how do I continue to grow and elevate and evolve in any area whether it's words whether it's actions you know no matter what it is even if my situation um, doesn't change. And then how do I become a better communicator? Because the word also talks about communicating and communicating in a way in which the other person understands, not the way in which you want to be understood. You know what I'm saying? And all things doing with wisdom, with knowledge and with understanding. You know, so this thing is multifaceted and it's in its and it's in its multi-layer. And that's why it's important to stay in covenant and in relationship with Christ, because being born into a world of sin, you know, you are hit with so many things that you can't be, you're not prepared for. And if you know, Edson and I were just talking about that today, like deceit is nothing but a truthful lie. Mm. And, and you know language as as funny as it is it has a way of convincing you that you didn't say anything wrong based on how you feel but your feelings are there to give you an indication of what's going on with you not so that you can as to what Pete said get out here cut a fool physically and be out here cussing everybody around town out and letting them know you how to get there and you gonna personally pull up in a red Chevelle and take them to where they got to go. Yeah. You know, <laughs> period. <laughs> I mean, 
you basically summed it up. And I, I'm really hoping that the audience really listen to this and not just look at it in one occasion. It's just about cursing. or It's really the way you respond to people, the way you to address other people and all that stuff. It really, these words make a difference. And a lot of people don't know whether how their words can hurt other people, especially your significant other, when you say it to them. And a lot of people don't notice that, okay, you, you can hurt your significant other more than you can hurt anyone else mainly because you know their secrets, you know their weak points, and you know that one thing that would get them over the edge. And at that point, depending on how you feel, you want to say, mm -hmm. do it to get to that point, and that is never a good. And I always tell people, look, the first person who does something wrong to the partner is wrong, but the one who thinks about it just to get back at the other one is worse. But anyway, that's another conversation for a whole different topic. Thank y'all for having me. It's, it's always a pleasure. We definitely enjoyed having, uh, you know, hearing you, uh, hearing your point and your experience and all that stuff. And, and the way you really sum the whole thing up, we're hoping that the audience really learned from it. Because um, sometimes we talk, 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 and some, you know, people hear us, but they're not really grasping the whole idea of what we're trying to, information we're trying to get across. So hopefully the audience... Uh, enjoy this episode, play it on repeat several times just to make sure they get this. Because this new year is going to bring a lot of things in our lives, how we answer to it, how we respond to it, how we approach it and face it makes a huge difference. And so anything else before we close? No, I think, you you know, um, we, we appreciate you, Candice and Pete, for your words. Um, uh, Candice, I think you, you shared a great um, wealth of knowledge. Um, you're transparent and we appreciate just um, what the most high is doing in your life. And we just um, encourage you and we support you. And um, we look forward to hearing um, how the words that you are now pouring into yourself to become um, a better version of Candace um, will help you in the purpose um, that he's created you for here on earth and um, continue working. Don't stop. Don't get discouraged. And that's for all of us. And just to keep in mind that words uh, do have power and the power is in the tongue. And so uh, my encouragement to, to all of us is to, to stay connected, you know, stay, stay, stay. Um, understand that, um, you know, in this life that we all have um, a meaning. We, we, we're here for a reason. And um, let's make sure that we live um, this life um, with purpose. And um, just again, remember that words do have power. So let's make sure that the words that come out of our mouths aren't hurting others, but truly helping. Truly helping. Man. Yeah. I was gonna ask you to have the last word, Candice, before we close out. Um, yeah, I agree with everything. Like, you know, words are, you know, words are words. <laughs> and you know, there's millions of different words in 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 hundreds possibly thousands. I'm not a, a scholar in that area of, of different languages but it doesn't matter what language you speak um 
you are being convicted by the spirit when you say something, mm. um, you know, derogatory, vile, um, those things like that, even in jest, if you, the intention behind it. Um, so, but it's one step at a time. It's one mercy at a time. It's one grace at a time. And as long as you have an awareness about it and you're working on it, that's all that anyone can ask for is just be intentional in your speech because you're ultimately um, hurting yourself. Um, and if you care about people, the relationships and their view of you in their eyes, then be more conscious of how you come across because your work is bond. Yeah. Amen to that. I mean, with, with, that, with that being said, we are, you know, sending out our new year um, wishes to all our audience members. And we hope that you, um, you know, you take this year, grab it and run with it and do what you will, because, you know, it is meant for all of us. To close, as usual, I want to remind everyone, I am remarkably made. You are remarkably made. We are remarkably made. And therefore, it's worth living.